Hey y'all, I'm Kua. And this is Kendra. And this is the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Podcast about inclusive cultures and everything DEI. Hey, Kua. Hey, Kendra. How you doing? Good. How's your week been? It's going well. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, worked my last day of the week. We getting ready to hit the holidays this year. So. Yes. So much to be thankful you? for. Um, it's been well. I've been off for the past few days, just really resetting, trying to figure out what my goals are for 2021. Okay. Um, mentally preparing myself. So it's, it's been a great week so far. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're walking into the holidays in a different way. Yes. We're still in... A global pandemic. We are. And so here in New York State, there's been a lot of conversations um, about social distancing, about not gathering. Mm-hmm. And so families is trying to figure it out. I know. And they said people are still traveling and going to see family across country. But I'm, I just decided to stay local and safe. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. And I think I, I know there's like a number now that you can call on your neighbors, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> Cuomo is not playing. Cuomo is not playing. So y'all be safe this holiday season. Um, social distance. It was funny because um, I was watching this, one of these news anchors that's famous out here. She was mm-hmm. the one who was doing the Beyonce dance. Oh, yeah. And so she posted where there was some type of list like, oh, bring your own food. Bring your own plates. Mm-hmm. Bring your own oh, whatever. Like that. sit outside. And get, the guy was like, hell nah. He's like, if I'm doing all that. <laughs> why am I coming to the Thanksgiving like, why, dinner? If I got to bring my own dinner, why why even come to the dinner? So I don't know. I didn't see that. That was funny. Got to try to figure it out or <laughs> cook on your own and, and enjoy in a safe manner. Just so. enjoy. We would rather see each, each, see each other next year than not. So Exa- exactly. Exactly. Safe. So that's that's the week. Um, but going to make the best of it regardless. Yeah. Going to so. make the best of it. Well, our hot topic of the week. Let's dive on Let's in. Let's dive on in. Dive so on in. we've been um, out for a few weeks, but um, some things that's hit the news lately is just talking about women in sports and how they are um, moving up the ladder and progressing within major um, within the major leagues. So we have a few people who've um, gone up through the ranks. And okay. So one of the, one of the stories I've been following is a woman named um, Kim Ng, and she's the latest woman to break through in sports in the male dominated pro sports. So she just became the general manager of the Mar- Miami Marlins on Friday, two oh, Fridays dope. ago. Um, and with this, she became the first female to hold the position in North America p- professional sports, which is really great. And she's breaking those barriers, mm-hmm. um, not only within baseball, but then also within major sports as well. Um, and so we don't see this only in baseball, but we also see it within other sports organizations as well. Um, who is that? That was uh, Teresa, Teresa Witherspoon. Yep, Teresa Witherspoon. So Teresa Witherspoon, I've been following her since I was little in basketball. <laughs> that was my girl. Okay, she had the best jumper. She was just really great. She was just a very tenacious basketball player, and I, I actually modeled uh, my game after her. Oh, and cool. I, I absolutely love her. Um, and but Teresa Witherspoon, um, she recently became. Uh, um, full-time on the New Orleans Pelicans, which is basketball, um, full-time coaching position Dope. on their staff. And we're starting to see this a lot more, too. We're starting to see more women becoming uh, coaches within the basketball realm as well, which is, again, really um, 
breaking organizational norms throughout mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I love to see as well is um, a lot of the organizations, they're starting to respect women. Yes. Um, yes. And respecting. And I like to see it on the sidelines, too, where the guys are really respecting the women as well and not just saying, oh, they're just a coach because they're just here because right. of Title Nine. Right. No, the respect is actually there. So, um, And she was the eighth full-time um, female assistant coach in the NBA, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there's other people like Becky Hammond who's um, – who's broken um, through the ranks throughout the years as well. So she's been doing, um, they've been doing really well. That's dope. And I mean, I'm glad to see that diversity. I'm, these are, a lot of these are, they're male de- dominated yes. sports. And yes. um, you see the owner, I forgot the woman's name, the other owner who's now, is it the LA Clippers? Um, the LA Lakers. Yep. Lakers. Okay. Yep. So the, the woman owner of the LA Lakers and you see people are definitely respecting in a different way. And, um, it's making room, I think, for for more. Yeah, to yeah. And she was the first female um, controlling owner to win a championship game under LeBron. Under so, LeBron. <laughs> under LeBron right. in quarantine, so in that definitely makes strides in the bubble. Yeah. So we're seeing all of this happening, um, but we still have to make strides within sports. And um, and recently, you know, the we see a lot of women breaking through um, and really making sure that they are um, going into these new uncharted territories for a lot of mm-hmm. different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we have the Women's Sports Foundation. They released a new national research report, and this was earlier this year, called Chasing Equity, the Triumphs, Challenges, and Opportunities in Sports for Girls and Women. Um, And they announced the Equity Project, and it is designed to put knowledge from the report into immediate action. Okay. And so the comprehensive report examined uh, the United States through a broad lens focusing on five core things. Um, And that included um, access and opportunities, Title IX, which is really huge, Mm -hmm. awareness, education, um, and compliance, mental and physical health, and safety issues, um, leadership, pay equity, and workplace bias, and media coverage. Okay. Um, And so they're really working towards... Just educating, um, not only at the grassroots level, but really at the uh, national level as well, to make sure that people are educated on Title IX. And I think that's really the foundation mm-hmm. of it all, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how how things go throughout the years. Um, but it's cool to see that, that transition happen and mm-hmm. um, people paying more attention to it. So I hope it makes way for more women to follow their dreams in that way and and. Yep. Be at the forefront, right? Yeah, and it's all about access, too. It's, exactly. You know, it's exactly. the access and the opportunity for these women to be in the positions um, that that men traditionally dominated in the past. And that exposure will make it so that younger women can see that that's an opportunity mm-hmm. for them now and, and hopefully follow in those footsteps if they're interested. So, yeah, yeah. Dope. So we'll be following this yes, for sure. We will. So we are on... Episode nine. Episode nine. We took a week break, y'all, but we're we're back this week, um, and we are super excited. We have another wonderful guest. We and we've been killing it with the guests. We have been. Our guests have been, you know, really great folks in the Buffalo area, mm-hmm. um, doing really cool things. And the conversation today is no different. Yep. And so we are excited to um, have with us Derek Parson. Hey. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> yo, 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 what's up? What's, what's up, up? What's up? And and for everybody out there, you know, who knows Derek in some capacity, we, we know Derek. Yes. Right? We go back. I mean, we go back to the University at Buffalo, Black Student Union, CSA, you know, DJ Ted's. Right, I forgot. Right, what was right. it? Super? Yep, yep. All of that. All of that. <laughs> Oh, come on now. Don't look, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> don't get do the me beat. like that. And with our producer, Jamil, <laughs> yes. you know, my tunes, the whole the whole gambit. So 
We go way back, um, but Ted is super dope. And you've heard me call him Ted because yes, this, this is, is his nickname. So we will, from now on, you know, we gave your formal name, Derek. Now we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're moving to Ted, Teddy. Um, so just I'm to give you a little bit of background about Teddy. So he is the founder of the Apple Tree Agency and uh, the founder of an innovative application called Graspy. So Graspy is a mobile and learning application um, and it's, it's in the training space, and we'll have him actually talk a little bit more about what he does. But Ted's has started his entrepreneurial passion back in undergrad, right, back in UB. And so I think a lot of people might know your story, but I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about that. So how did you get to the point where you are currently? Um, but I want you to start with a story in undergrad and kind of the business that you started back then that kind of got you into motion about um, just being an entrepreneur entrepreneur <laughs> no problem no problem well first let me um start off by saying thank you um to both of you um for even having me on um you said you, you guys had a lot of dope people and i've uh i feel the, the honor to you know to continue in that um that space um i've actually been doing entrepreneurship even before college okay um so believe it or not i was an entrepreneur um way before college uh started when i was younger in my teens um when New York had, you know, Brooklyn had the snowstorm, um, you know, it was always uh, thinking ahead. So we bought, you know, some shovels and stuff and we're shoveling our cars. I mean, like I said, nobody was really going anywhere because the city was shut down when it snows, but people just didn't want um, cars outside of their doors. I mean, snow outside of, in front of their cars. Um, and even even um, we actually got paid to deliver groceries um, to some of the you know, seasoned and elderly people in our building, right? Oh, so think about what um, Instacart is today, right? <laughs> we was out here doing that way before time, um, not really thinking like, hey, they, you know, 20 years, 25 years later, 30 years later, there would be an app for it, right? So, um, you know, that was it. Plus, my mom was an entrepreneur. She started her own little hat boutique selling to uh church people, um, you know, all across of Brooklyn. So, you know, that kind of fueled me. But when, when, what made me the entrepreneur I am today is when got to UB, um, you know, if anybody who's got, who came to college, you got to, you get dropped off, um, you come with a whole bunch of crap, you know, and then, so you got to figure out what you're going to do with it. Or if you're moving from campus or off campus, you got to figure out what you're going to do with it. And so um, me and my couple of my buddies, we was just like, listen, why not start a moving company that specifically caters towards college students? When okay. we were up there, there was always people from off campus yeah. um, who were always trying to, you know, do their own thing. And people were like, OK, what are your prices and stuff like that? So we said people would trust us because we're already college students and they know who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they trust us because number one, we're going to do the right thing by getting a real truck and insurance. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and more importantly, um, we knew what their problem was, right. We were already, we were having these issues already. And so we just started what we call two men in a big truck. Right. Okay, um, like it was that. literally me and my guy and it was, uh, you know, shout out to Jason. Um, and it was a, the largest truck, like a U-Haul Penske truck, we can purchase without having one of those commercial driver's licenses. Wow. And so um, we, uh, you know, did that. We actually ran that for about two and a half years. It grew from 
dorms from the end of the ending and the beginning of the semesters to uh, people now moving off campuses to locally in Buffalo, New York, to us moving people all throughout the 90, heading all the way down to New York City. Oh, wow. And so we grew that over a two year period. Um, while being a student, while being a student at the same time, right? Mind you, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. While being a student at the same time, but unfortunately, we had to end that business uh, rather quickly <laughs> when we actually flipped the truck over on oh. the ninety oh, with a lot of people's stuff. Yeah, so it, it turned, it, it flipped over like five times. Wow, right on the ninety. So, um, God's graces that we, um, you know, made it out of that, but uh, the. The lesson of that is always have your ducks in a row mm-hmm. because um, everybody's stuff was insured and covered. Okay. And knowing how people are, they got a pretty penny for some crates <laughs> and boxes and t-shirts. Um, but everybody was understanding. Um, but it really opened my eyes to the the power of uh, starting a business. Awesome. 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 So, um, so from there, after the business and college, and then are you moving now into the tech space? Where, where did your, I guess, your passion come from? Um, and in tech and IT and technology. Yeah, not IT. So that's yes, that's more di- that's it. different. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I've dabbled in that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've always been, I've always been in in in, in tech and in sciences. Um, in high school while playing football, I was the nerdy jock, right? Like um. Believe it or not, growing up in the hood in Brooklyn, is, it was a thing. I um, I competed nationally um, it, with the NAACP AXO. I don't know oh, if anybody, yes. I'm dating myself. I performed in that. If yes. anybody, <laughs> yeah, if anybody remembers that, I complete, competed in their national um, science fair okay. um, uh, with a project called an endo, uh, Electromyogram. It doesn't even matter, but you know. Listen, you need to stunt right a little stuff, bit. Electro right? what? There's <laughs> <laughs> a little smart out here, you know. But yeah, I, I, I was always into sciences and technology. Um, uh, people don't know I actually started school as a, a, a aerospace and mechanical engineer. Um, wow. but changed paths because it wasn't it wasn't really more hands on for me enough. Um, went did, dabbled in computer science and engineering and just streamlined over the business so yeah it's been a while you know tech the the tech is different though right like it's high growth and i i think a lot of your listeners really need to understand that there's small businesses Mm -hmm. and then there's high growth tech companies okay but we're all entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. right in the same right but it's just two different paths that you gotta take right um and just to just to quickly explain small businesses they can grow. You can have a, a million dollar, two million, five dollar, five million dollar business and you'd be cool with that. But it grows, you know, little by little over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, high growth startups. The, the thing about them is they're expecting you in five years to almost be a, almost a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Right. Meaning you're growing a million, a million to five million, possibly within a year. Wow. Right. You're taking in excess of tens of millions of dollars from investments mm-hmm. to get to a billion dollar mark. So with that kind of uh, trajectory means it's a different beast as well too. So entrepreneurship is a lot of different levels, man. Mm-hmm. So 
Makes it's sense. something I love, though. Makes sense. So once you start, so uh, once you started into starting up your business, and the reason why I'm asking is because mm-hmm. I'm just interested myself too. Did you feel like when you, if you, did you have investors? Let me let me ask that. Did you have investors when you started? Um, when I start, which business though? <laughs> if you <laughs> investors only came in when I started grasping. Okay. Right, because that's a high tech company. I put, I fronted all the money myself when I did the Apple Tree Agency which is an instructional design and boutique web design firm, mm-hmm. right? Um, I fronted all the money for that. Uh, f- we fronted all the money for two men in a big truck. Um, when we we did the DJing business, we mm-hmm. fronted all the money for that as mm-hmm. well too, right? This, this high growth company is typically, you don't have to. It's hard sometimes, but you don't have to take investments, right? But yeah, Graspy was, was the one that, you know, we to date probably raised over a quarter of a million already, wow. you know, from investors. So. so when you go in and you work with these investors and you, and you talk to them and have conversations, um, did you feel like you could bring your authentic self? Cause a lot of times we look at the tech industry, we look at that, um, the, that black people, particularly black men too, are disproportionately, um, represented within the tech space and so when they see you when they see Derek coming through and they say okay Derek is you know CEO owner of Graspy did you have any difficulties of of establishing and getting investors being a black man in tech yeah um that's a that's an absolute unequivocally yes right (laughs) um but but here's here's what I'll say let me change that dynamic a little bit um because it's not just it's black. It's it's black and brown people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, being a black man, believe it or not, gives you maybe a foot, maybe half a foot in, versus even being a black woman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. dynamic is is crazy right now. Um, so all the stats, you know, out there to say, you know, there's less than two percent, maybe less than three percent of funding goes to um, minority uh, tech startups, right? Um, if you look at it when it comes to small businesses, it's the same thing. Though, you know, it, it's disproportionately, it's disproportionate when uh, uh, somebody wants to start a business and goes to seek a loan from a bank. They are treated differently than someone of, you know, an, another race right. or the other race, you know, when they go for the same exact business to the same exact bank Mm -hmm. so it's it's but the 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 thing about it is that in tech you know you hear people code switching right you hear people trying to change it up a little bit to be a little bit more pleasing and sometimes you do lose your authentic self Mm -hmm. right but what you have to realize is that um you're building your product because you believe in it Mm -hmm. and in order for people to really value you they they do two things they start out with you they believe in right. you first. Right. And so if you don't bring your authentic self to the table, it's going to hurt you. No matter if no matter if you think that it's going to help you because they're white male investors and this is what they like. I've seen it time and time again that if you don't be true to who you are, mm-hmm. then you're going to lose out in the long run anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's the thing that we've seen. Um but yeah, it's 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 hard. I'm telling you, the statistics are out there. You can look it up. Um, it, it's really hard for a lot of a lot of a lot of minorities in tech right now. Um, but there is there's there's light at the end of the tunnel because you know 2020 2019 it's been proven that we're here. 
We're building a lot of dope businesses. Right. We're building businesses that actually matter, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that you can't look away anymore. Right. And so it, it, it's it's too faceted. It's too faceted in my eyes, at least. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, being in the space and I mean, I've watched I've watched you kind of go through this process um, in terms of like different right. resources that are available to people. I'm just wondering, like, if if there's somebody that's listening who says, I do, I have this tech idea, um, you know, I want to create an app. I, 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 I don't really know where to start. Like, where, where would you guide people in that, in that, I guess, pursuit, you know, as it, as it relates to starting something in the tech industry? Because, I mean, you had to kind of learn it on your own. I, I think more right. and more there's spaces now that exist that, that give you some more tools and resources, but... I remember when you were starting out, it wasn't, you know, you could look around, but it wasn't really anything set up like that. So, so what would your advice, I guess, be for, for those folks? I think the first bit of advice I would say is find a mentor. Okay. Right. Um, and that's huge because you need somebody who's been there, done that, um, who can, you know, let you know, like, listen, it's, it's all right. If you, if you mess up right here, we've all done it. Let me, let me help you not do that next that next mess up right you want um my biggest thing is there's a this people say all the time um you want to you want to fail forward right mm-hmm. or you know you got to fail a lot in order to win right um i hate that because i'm not about failing i've never <laughs> been that was never my mentality right. mm-hmm. um my my thing is but i'm all about risks and reward mm. And so if you can mitigate your risks as best as possible, you can reap a, 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 a larger reward mm. as and faster as possible. And so that's where mentors come in, right? Mm-hmm. They, help, they help you to see things that they've messed up in, especially if they're in the same industry as you, building the same um, something, a similar product. So what I mean, if they're in uh, CPGs or if they're in, health tech or fintech or if they're in um you know uh SaaS products you know if they're in that same space you pull everything you can from them so that way you won't make the same mistakes mm, as okay, them uh-huh. right that's the thing and it's not a it's not a slight to them it's not anything like that it's just that for me I want to make sure that I'm I'm always moving forward and I'm learning and not necessarily failing in order to learn. Okay. Right. But again, in tech, it's inevitable. Sometimes it just happens that you build a product and you fail. It is what it is. So I guess talk a little bit about that failure then, right? Like, because I think oftentimes yeah. we celebrate all mm-hmm. these wins, you know, curated on Instagram and social media, yeah. everybody puts out their wins and how successful, successful they've been. But talk a little bit about failure and what right. your relationship has been like with failure in this, in this pursuit. Right. Yes. It, 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 it it eats at you. So you would see most people in tech, they treat their products as their babies, right? You think about it. They, they, in a sense, they birth the idea, you know, they, they, they start feeding it, whether it be with resources or with money. Right. And it starts to grow. You know, you start adding on people. Now, these people have to buy into you first, Mm -hmm. right? And then they have to buy into the product and the idea that they're going to be working on, right? And so now you're looking at it from a standpoint of not only am I feeding this baby that I'm building, 
I'm also now helping to put uh, food in these mouths that are working with me, mm-hmm. right? And so now it's become a larger thing. So failure can eat at that entrepreneur, that founder, because now it's not just you alone that's that has to reap, you know, the 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 gripes, the issues, the problems, the the stresses. It's other people as well too. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is. For me personally, you know, I've been in positions where we've been, we've hired people that didn't produce. Mm-hmm. We've built a product sometimes that didn't work. Um, we've been in front of investors that didn't want to invest. And I kept bringing us back in sometimes because they just needed a black face in the room mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is that quota person that, you know, he's in tech. Let's bring him in the room so, you know, we can fill a spot, a slot knowing that they may not even invest in me, right? Um, So there's a lot of failures along the way, which is why I say when you have a mentor who can talk you through certain things, you can actually kind of get around that. You, for example, you know how to hire the right people that are for you. For example, you know how to read investors who are never going to give you money so you don't waste your time. Right. Mm Because as we all know, Time is valuable, right? Right. right. And as a as an entrepreneur, as a founder, as a business owner, that's something you can't get back. And so why waste it on somebody who's really not going to help you when you have to put it into your business or the people who are willing to help you get your business to the way, way it goes? So those are the things, you know, that's how failure hits. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's different. This entrepreneur lifestyle, mm-hmm. it's not for the faint of heart. This is true. It's not for yes. the weak, right? And sometimes you're going to get hit with blows that puts you on your ass. And there's been times that I've cried. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing the next step that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, cool, like, you saw me. I was going through this dolo. Mm-hmm. There were no, no one else around me to kind of help me. And I had to find stuff. Luckily, you know... You pointed me in a direction of like dig to get a space. Now we got a space to right. make money. You know, then there's other things that came from that. So now we we're starting to move, move a little further. Then we got put in front of some investors who we knew needed us in the same way we needed them. Mm-hmm. And so it, it came that there was some synergy behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's how we started moving. And so failure, it comes and it's always gonna come. But I don't like the term. And so that's why I always say you got to mitigate those. Mm-hmm. But trust and believe when it comes, you, you got to learn how to deal with. It. And that's that resiliency piece. And resiliency should be the word for 2020 because God knows. <laughs> Man, yes. That's it, well, it seems like you you have it. I mean, and you talk about, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur is a very solo life. You know, it's a really isolated life. Yeah. But if you can find those people, like you said, you know, Akua put you in a place to go to dig and, you know, you had investors. And so you find those people along the way where you can create those small wins and build your team and build that that team that's always going to lift you up as well too. Um, so I guess my question to you is what, what is your biggest win so far? Um, with Graspy, like where, where, what is your biggest win and what is the next level for Graspy? I'd say my biggest win, honestly, is being recognized by Google. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about like a one-off Google type mm-hmm. thing. I'm talking about, Google the program, like Google for startups, like 
they put your name nationally and internationally. Mm -hmm. That's our biggest win because what it did was it helped us, it helped pretty much verify us, right? Mm -hmm. And as a black founder walking around and trying to pitch to a lot of different people, you know, it's one of those things that if you don't have a name, a huge name behind you, Mm -hmm. they look at you like, eh, But when Google jumped in and Google said, you know what, we believe in what you're doing. We believe in uh, who you are as a founder, as an entrepreneur. So we're going to help take you to this next level. And what I'll even tell you, furthermore, if any anybody who's listening right now, really try to find Google, try to look up Google for startups, um, because I I tell you, truthfully, they just invested five million dollars across 60 black startup companies and they didn't take a cent of equity wow wow right so so let me let me let me let me paint that picture for everybody right so as a tech startup whether you're and as matter of fact i wouldn't even say as a high growth business Mm -hmm. right again because you can be a you can have a um uh, 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 a feminine hygiene product, mm. right? In Walmart or in Target or in Whole Foods or wherever, and it could be in high growth, right? Mm. Meaning you're going to make millions over a course of a year. Okay. Or you could be like me in a tech startup that's SaaS, right? Google doesn't really differentiate it except the industries, but what they do is investors do differentiate it. So you have consumer goods. You have SaaS products, health products, all of that stuff. But most investors want to take equity, right? And so equity at certain points of time, meaning they're taking ownership uh-huh. of your company for giving you a certain amount of money, right? And so now, you know, because of everything going on in the world with minorities, well, let me take that back, with Black Listen. people, mm-hmm. now everybody's saying, hey, we want to give, we want to give, we want to give. Mm. But that equity piece is still there. We still want to own part of your company, but we just want to give a little more. Google jumped out, you know, and I don't speak for Google, obviously, but I'm part of their program. Google jumped out and said, you know what? We don't like what's going on. We feel that these black founders in in, in an array of areas are doing some dope things, and we want to give money to them that's non-dilutive, wow. meaning that it does not affect them. And so they came up with a number. Most people would have thought maybe they've been like a million and yada, yada, yada. Now they came up with five million and they spread. They gave each of the five million people maybe um, they, anywhere from 50 to 100K. Wow. And so that's how that started to work. It was uh, almost like we see you. We see you. Right. And we're going to help you. We're going to support you in different ways exactly Um, and it's huge for not for them not taking equity as well that's that's huge for google right exactly and that's the biggest thing they wanted to make a a real statement so the google for startups program they put um i believe her name is jewel burke solomon they put a black woman on top of that to Mm. say like we're doubling down Mm. we we want you to know that we we're putting somebody in place who knows what you're going through right and so we want that person to kind of spearhead that as well too and so those are the things that you gotta you gotta understand right when you when you talk tech when you talk um high growth companies even when you talk um small businesses right because then you have your um 
your 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 local banks and institutions, they're now starting to give money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to do things as well too. Um, mainly because they see the power in for instance in buying black, right? For yeah. lack of a, yeah. a better term. Um that's just what that is. Right. Right. So we only have a, a few minutes left, and I know you you are, again, dropping gems like dropping everybody them. else. I'm just intrigued and sucked into this conversation. Um, and so I guess the, our last thing is, what's one thing that you will leave to our listeners? One thing that you want our listeners to know about entrepreneurship, um, being a black male um, in tech, what is one thing that you want to live, uh, leave our listeners on that? Um, one thing that I'll leave... I guess is is again back to that mentorship piece. Um, find find somebody or find groups, find resources that that are authentically you, mm. that you can drive to, that you can go to to help you out. Never take this journey alone. Mm. Don't do it the way I did it. Um, if you want to reach out to me, hit me up. You know what I mean? I'm available. I love talking to people about this, but never do that journey alone. Um, you know, that whole, whole, you know, the African proverb, it takes a village. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's definitely true in tech. We need to stand by each other. We need to help each other, lift each other up. And again, we're building companies that directly impact us as well too. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so why not have, why not do that together? Right. And as as the world changes, as things goes on, you're going to see more black investment firms. You're going to see more black VCs, more high net worth people, Mm -hmm. black angels Mm -hmm. that can start investing in us. Um, And then we'll 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 build out these things because we're at the table now. We can't be we can't be taken away. Right. right? We have a seat. We've built our own table. Mm -hmm. We're in the room. And now, you know, we're out here building buildings now. Right. So right. Let's do it together. Right. Right. And so thank y'all. Thank y'all for allowing me to come on. So so just uh, before we head out, because we always like to give people the opportunity to talk about exactly. You know, we gave a little preference or a reference in terms of what you do with Graspy. But give us give us the 60 second pitch about Graspy. And then also um, tell us where we can find you, um, either social media, um, different platforms. So yeah, hit us with it. Yeah. So Graspy is a mobile training, engagement and upskilling platform uh, for the new connected workforce. Um, We're actually in a a secret, super secret pivot right now. So kind of excited to where we're about to go. So please uh, keep keep in keep in tune and keep checked in or locked in with me. Um, you can find me at Mr. D A P underscore on Twitter and Instagram. M R D A P underscore at Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. So Ted's, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. We've been excited about getting on the podcast, and so we're we're really excited that we were able to make that happen. Yes. Um, but thank you all Bye. for listening. Episode nine. We are right. we got one more left. We this got season. one more left. Before we go, one last thing. Yes. We hitting Thanksgiving. What yes. are you grateful for? What are you great? Oh, that's a good. I'm grateful for health. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for, um, I guess just the opportunity to use this downtime in this pandemic to mm-hmm. really connect with myself and uh, make some more opportunities out of it. Yes. So I'm grateful 
for all that. And my family, of yeah. course. Friends. <laughs> you always put the family, you friends, put the family friends, all of that. What about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I would say health. I mean, that's for me, that's the number one thing. I, I, we've gone through this year. We've seen the numbers on TV. Yeah. We've had personal, um, you know, affected by the Absolutely. by the pandemic and so just health I'm, I'm thankful for my family i'm thankful to be here um i know it's small but it's big at the same time so absolutely. health is the, is the one thing i'm thankful for absolutely ted's you still here give us what you're thankful for um 2020 has been crazy for me um i'm thankful for therapy mm. that's what i'm thankful for um yes. and to all the black men out there therapy is a good thing for you don't it's not Amen. taboo do it so trust me. It's not taboo. Yes. Amen. Amen. So thank y'all for listening. Episode nine. We will see y'all next week. Yes. Bye, Cora. Peace. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Make sure you rate and subscribe on all of the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Black Gems Dive In on Twitter and Instagram and at Black Gems Dive In Podcast on Facebook.